Angela Fazio is an industry powerhouse who has overseen 40,000 homes sold and 9 billion in production. And Kristen Cantrell is one of the nation's most accomplished team leaders, helping thousands of agents build their businesses. They are passionate about educating, encouraging, and empowering moms in real estate. Our next episode starts now. Hey guys, I'm Angela Fazio. Welcome to Moms in Real Estate. And I am Kristen Cantrell. And today we have the pleasure of talking to TJ Kelly here in Arizona. TJ, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself? Thank you. Um, so it's great to be here in person. Um, I have been licensed since 2008 as a full-time realtor. Um, I've been married to my college sweetheart uh, for 24 years this August. And we have two boys. We have Carson, who is 19. He's in uh, college at Arizona State. And then we also have a high schooler who's 16. His name's Coleman. And um, we're almost empty nesters, which is really kind of freaking us out a little bit. It's really exciting. I will <laughs> never be an empty nester. <laughs> it is scary. But you know what's so crazy? Because I never realized this. You said your high school sweetheart is your husband. That's oh, awesome. Oh, my gosh. He's my college sweetheart. Our college. Like, no, oh, she. Okay. you said college. I did. Oh, I, yeah. heard, I heard high school for some reason. How cute is that? I love hearing I that. I love that. Yeah. I wish I, well, I'm glad I met my husband when I did. We've been together for 20 years, um, but we could have never met in college because he's a lot older than I am. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and your story is a little bit different because you didn't start out in residential real estate. So you started out in commercial. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I actually, so I got licensed in 2008. Um, I actually started with new home sales um, and I landed up. Why did I say commercial? My oh. brain is not working. <laughs> Put your glasses on. I know. My, when my eyes don't work, my brain doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I started working for a large uh, luxury home builder here in the Southeast Valley, um, Shea Homes, which is nationwide. And in 2008, I got this position and I didn't really realize that the market was shifting. I was kind of naive and I didn't realize that really what was happening. I was just happy to have a job. You know, in new home sales, you have a base salary, you have 401k, you have health insurance. So I was just thrilled to be able to help people. And so it really, I found it, I was just intrigued with the construction process from start to finish. And so when the market was shifting, I was just happy to have a job. And so that's kind of how it started. Um, and that was in 2008. And when I uh, started my job, I had sold just over 300 new builds. So from going from selling new homes to switching to the resale side, it's really scary. You don't really think that you can do it, but the silver lining was, you know, I had built so many relationships and things like that over helping people. What I'm so excited for our audience to hear, so you guys stay tuned the whole time, is TJ has some really unique selling propositions that she's worked into our business mm -hmm. that I think is like first class. And so, and it is of course scary to move from new home to resale because mm -hmm. most people don't know it's completely different. They do not resemble each other, those two. Yeah, but what I think is so cool about you is you took what you've done in new home sales and like you said, the relationships that you you built and you fostered in that in that job and you brought it into your, your new business. So how did you do that? Well, so when I was working as a new home sales associate, um, selling over 300 new build homes, I would have clients come in and say, well, gosh, you know, my friends want to move here, but they want to go look in other parts of the valley. Well, when you're a new home sales associate, 
you're only allowed to sell within that particular community. So I thought, well, gosh, if they're coming to me and they have all their friends and family, mm -hmm. it should be pretty simple. So in 2014, um, I made the switch to the resale side and I was introduced to actually my now real estate partner. His, his name is Ben Leeson. And if he was a mom, he would want to be here today. <laughs> I know. He has FOMO he today. Has, he does. <laughs> Complete FOMO. He texts me on the way here, and he said, can I call in? Said, it's not that kind of show. So um, We would let him call in. <laughs> like, you know, what you're talking about, like, on the radio when a, somebody calls in yeah. to ask the guests a question. That's not yeah. a bad idea. That's oh, a great idea. Maybe we should implement that. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so I was introduced to Ben Leeson, and he is a rock star agent. Him and I work so well together and um you know hit we're very different um he has strengths that i am not good at and then he, you know vice versa so the two of us work really well together and so i thought to myself well i've built all these relationships like it is going to be easy for me to switch over so i made the switch in 2014 um you know in this market when you're up against i buyers and for sale by owners and discount agents when you're a full-time agent, you know, it easily costs you about 1% to run a business. So it's hard to be the discount agent. And when you go into a listing appointment, a lot of times the first thing out of a seller's mouth is, well, what are my fees? What are you going to charge me? Well, in the end, like, it's more important of what are you going to net? Mm -hmm. And so that has kind of been our proposition of how we present ourselves. And so one thing that we started doing a few years ago is we hired a full-time maintenance manager. His mm -hmm. name is Travis, and he's on our team. We pay him a base salary to be basically on call for inspection items, Benzer items, anything that a seller just can't handle or doesn't want to do, we actually offer that as part of our services. Yeah, that's Is he licensed as well? He's not, no. Okay. Yeah. He should be, though. Then he That would be really interesting. Up, he he could open up lockboxes for me. When yes. I, <laughs> we need to talk about that. That's like something you can really expand. Yeah. So, um, so it's been a great addition. I mean, it adds value. And a lot of times, you know, sellers, we don't want to just show up at a listing appointment or a, a, a listing and say, okay, you're good to go. I mean, we roll our sleeves up. We stage. We make sure that the home is in great condition. And so that has added a ton of value with what our sellers well, yeah, mean? it's definitely a first-class experience when you have that service for people. I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous that real estate agents think that they can just sell homes, make the money, and not spend anything. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're running a business, and it always has its cost if you're running a good business. Yeah. And that was, a, in my opinion, that move is awesome. Yeah. That's of, genius. And of all the agents we've ever talked to, have you ever heard anyone that's done that? No. I haven't either. Mm -mm. No. So, well, get Bravo. out there and do it. Good job. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but think about it. You took it to a whole nother level. Uh -huh. I'm sure that there are plenty of agents that will pay. We've paid for repairs on a house or landscape maintenance or something. Yeah. But to bring somebody in-house that you know and can depend on that's just dedicated to you and your clients, that's something to really brag about. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, and one thing is like um, at the end, like when we're towards the end of the inspection period or we're getting ready to close, let's say, for example, you know, a lot of times sellers, they don't know who should you, how do you get the quality trade partners? And so we, I literally will hand the inspection over to Travis and say, contact the roofer. And then I can spend my time doing other things that are going to add value to our team. So, so do you, that. so let's say there are actual bins or items within reason. Do you include any of those or now the seller's kind of just paying for those bins or no. items? Well, so if it, I mean, like the other day we had one where, you know, we needed a toilet, uh, flapper. Right. Well, we're going to go to Home Depot and take care of that. We're not going to 
So we'll, but we'll take care of it. And the sellers are so happy. They're mm-hmm. thrilled because they can focus on packing and moving. And we just try to make it as stress-free, you know, as possible. I'm not going to lie. I would pay big money for that. I, I would know. gladly give you 7% if <laughs> I knew, if I knew that when it came time to um, deal with all of those details, light yeah. bulbs and filters and all the little stupid stuff mm-hmm. yeah. that is so aggravating, I would be like elated to pay you that money just for the lack of aggravation. Well, yeah, it's just that convenience factor. It's like, oh, that sounds so nice. People pay for convenience. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. So, yeah. Great they'll, job. they'll pay and they'll give you money and then they'll still, <laughs> and they'll love you a lot <laughs> that know. you took their money because it was so worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that idea. Yeah. Why don't you tell everybody about the pop by gift that you gave us that you're giving oh. your clients because it's so cute? Yeah. So um, I, I tend, and I also, I love the fact that we can meet here in person because mm-hmm. I am a little more old fashioned. I like face to face contact, being able to see people in the eye and so I love pot buys I really do I love door knocking but I don't cold call or cold door knock I don't knock on doors that I don't know so I um, brought you each little cactus and um, you know just little things like that that you can do a pot buy and just ask someone and you know a lot of times I don't even really talk about real estate it's more about hey how are you how are your kids Mm -hmm. how's your puppy you know here's a little something for you so I'm trying to think of a cute tagline. To I, say, know, you know, I know, I know, I know what you say. Don't. <laughs> no, you're you're stuck with me. Oh, you are. Stuck. That's oh, what you're you say. stuck with me. And you had thought. What did you think before? Um, you were saying like, stick, stick with me. Stick with me, or don't get stuck in this crazy market. Something like that. No. Yeah, so it'll be- Take the cactus, hit him in the arm with it, and say you're <laughs> stuck with me. <laughs> that was what you would do. <laughs> well, I did that last night when I was getting all of them out of my car. Oh, that had, is awful. Um, little pricks in my thumb so I I, wait a minute I've got to tell you the funniest cactus story ever I have two but I'm nope I'm not gonna tell that one I have a funnier one so (laughs) we lived in Ahwatukee at the time and um I only had three kids at the time and Charles was maybe I I have to guess he was probably seven or eight or something like that he's 26 now and no so he had to be eight I don't know. Who cares? So he was getting out of the car, and we had a big barrel cactus right next to the driveway, and he full-on fell on his bottom on top of the barrel cactus. And we're terrible parents because he was like, you know, and like jumped up and was running and crying, and my husband and I lost it. We were were laughing so hard. We were crying. He had to take some... Did he yeah. have to get oh, the yeah. out of his butt? Uh-huh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'll never forget they that. They hurt so bad. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Well, hopefully my clients won't sit on the cactus. And just so you guys know, if you're local, she got them at Sprouts, and I think you can get a small one for, what did you say, like five bucks, and that yeah. one was like ten bucks. Yeah, the, those, the bigger, I got you guys the nice ones. Then well, I got thanks. Yes. Thank They're you. beautiful. But yeah, so, um, but you know, little things like that I love doing just mm-hmm. because it adds... It's that face-to-face interaction, mm-hmm. and people remember you, and you can have meaningful conversations. Um, to me, it's a lot more meaningful than sending them an email or a text message saying, hey, hope all's well, thinking of you, something like that. So it's great. And you can make it quick. I actually will send a message, say, hey, I'm going to pop by. I only mm-hmm. have a couple minutes. And then you can make it easy in and out. So there's this guy, he's a local agent here in Arizona, and he turned me on to a book called Giftology. Oh, it's and so good. it's so good. Oh. And there's actually a podcast. So if anybody wants to listen to it, send me a message and I'll I'll share it with you. But um 
basically like something that I'll think I think that you'll really resonate with is that it's not about the gift itself. It's the gift. The gift is the delivery to the emotion. And that's exactly what you're doing and what you want to do. And it's like you're creating that lasting impression on somebody versus just sending them a card with a gift card in it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that that's so important and you will love this podcast. You yeah, will. The book. It's so great. Look it it's changing yeah. my, I, I'm a giver by heart. Like I love that part of how God has created me to love to give, mm-hmm. but this takes it to a whole mm-hmm. nother level. Yeah. It's just, it's how can you make that even more effective in um, communicating what you're feeling yeah. and what you're trying to, to get across to your client or your friends or whoever it is. Yeah. That's good. And actually, I did the cactuses like a year ago, and I had a client not that long ago text me a photo, and she said, oh, it's still alive. And it was a year later. That's awesome. <laughs> and I thought, well, good. You're still thinking of me. So. That's so true, because when somebody gets me like a, like something that dies fast, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like I don't know how to take care of this. It's it's really hard for me. Cactuses, they just sit there and stay alive. <laughs> They're so much easier than kids. That's, one, that's another thing that the book said, or the, yeah, the giftology said was, um, don't give books because it's almost like you're giving them like guilt. something guilt. And yeah. I'm like, oh, it's so true because I'm always like, when am I going to get to that book? Or But I just bought a book for somebody. so <laughs> You're like, blew it there. Oh, That's okay. I know. Yeah. But okay, so tell us a little bit about your boys. Oh, gosh. So um, so we have, obviously, we're almost empty nesters. Um, we have Carson, who's a sophomore at Arizona State University. And then we also have a high schooler, Coleman, who is 16. And our oldest does not want anything to do with real estate but I think our youngest Ooh, that's exciting he's kind of you know expressed interest and he sees and he hears some of my conversations and I think he'll I think he might be the one that follows so so we've been trying to Danielle it the oldest is in social media the marketing side of real estate and she's amazing at it she could write a contract at like age nine but none of our other kids showed any interest and I didn't tell you this yet but my um, son, David, who's 21, was in the car with my husband, and they were just having conversation because he's in his last semester of college, and he's going to go embark on whatever. And so my husband showed David his, like, last month's check. And now he's, like... And David's taking his real estate license. Is he? Yes. Oh, my He's gosh. taking his classes. He's already signed up. That's so I didn't cool. even tell you that. Yeah, that's awesome. He's like, what? He's <laughs> like, motivation. What? Yeah. That's awesome. Have them sh- look look at the small ones though too, right? The, you know. So. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're all worth it. Yes, yeah, every yes. single one of them. Uh-huh. But so. it's cool because your kids have seen you like his whole life. He's seen you as a real estate yeah. agent, yeah. And so he wants to do it, which is so cool. Yeah. Sometimes I hear um, moms that are in real estate will be like, "My kids say they never want to do it because of what they watched." But it's cool that your son watched it. And yeah. I have a question for you because I know we know a lot of agents that started off and I'm kind of going back, but I'm curious for you, the resale, I mean, the um, move from new home to resale. Mm -hmm. I'm sure some of our audience is like, I'm in new home builds. How the heck, Mm -hmm. like, talk to me about the struggle part of it. And like, why have you stayed in resale and not gone back to new homes so that you can help our audience to make a decision if that's the right move for them? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. So when I was, as I mentioned, when I did new home sales, it was very rewarding and it is financially great. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot to mention when I had first started working as a new home sales associate, a few years into it, my husband lost his job. So that was when the market was changing and crashing and it was like, I gotta work, you know? And so a lot of times you get momentum going and you have this backlog and it's hard to walk away from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I realized that I was the mom that was 
missing out on things. Like at the time, our boys were four and seven years old, and I was the mom that had to leave their t-ball game early because I had to get to the sales office, mm -hmm. and I had to leave church early on Sundays because the sales office opened at 10. And that that was the part that I didn't like about it, but there was so much that I did like about it. But that really drove me to say, you know what, I've built over 300 relationships with all these people that I know, and I think the silver lining is you'll do it, and then you'll be so, you'll wish you did it sooner. Mm -hmm. um, but you have to be consistent. You know, you have to, I think for me, just focusing on all those past relationships that you have built, because that right there is your, your meal, that's your meal yeah. ticket. So. Yeah, you know, oh, I yeah. think about that. If you, if you worked, in, when you worked in new home sales, if you did a good job of keeping track of those people, mm -hmm. then it's a no-brainer to switch to resale. Yeah. Like a no-brainer. And wait, I want to clarify for the audience, when she said, you know, she had to leave from new home sales to resale backlogs. That means you left money on the table. Oh, you wow. had to leave money behind. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's an even bigger risk to yeah. say, I'm, I see all this money that could be mine if I just stick around, but then you're never going to leave because yeah. then you'll get more backlog. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. saw the opportunity in. Yeah. Yep. But, um, you know, I will say whether you're a new agent or seasoned and you've been doing it for a long time, I think the winning ticket for me is just having a good real estate partner mm -hmm. team up with somebody. Um, one thing that I love about having Ben as my partner is like when I want to take a vacation and, you know, in real estate, when you say the word vacation, like your phone blows up. I know. Isn't yeah. that weird? Like Why is that? Everybody says that. Yeah. I mean, I can say it and it's like, oh, we need, you know, it's 911 emergency. Mm -hmm. So like over the summer, my family and I, we were able to go to Hawaii. I didn't check one email. I didn't respond to one text no message. No way. Because I forwarded everything to my partner, mm -hmm. and he took care of everything. And so that clears your mind. And then I came back, and I blew up. I was just on fire. That's you know, awesome. Writing up sales and showing home. So. Yeah, because you were nice and refreshed and yeah. not stressed out from it. Yeah, I it, always, like two is better than one all the time. Yeah. Yes. And it also honors you. God that you were like, I, I'm going to take a period of rest. It's in the Bible. Yeah. To rest. And you honored that portion of what you felt like you needed to do. Yeah. And there's always blessing in that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Another thing that I do is, um, you know, like when you're checking your emails late at night is put your auto, um, you can put an email return on a certain time. So instead of yes. putting an email out at midnight, well, no one wants to read their email at midnight. So I'll put on a timer that it'll send it at six in the morning or seven. So then you can kind of not always be, you know, working. Yeah, because if you show your clients that you are mm -hmm. working in the middle of the night, they will yep. assume that you are available <laughs> in the middle yes. of the night. Oh, I've, yeah. I've had those text messages. I'm like, what? No. I so. know. I'm like, what? That's so crazy. Yeah. So what advice could you give agents in general? Like, here's what I've heard you say today. You took the risk of making a move. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's worth taking calculated risks, right? Mm -hmm. And I've heard you say that the relationship part of the business is, I, I think, the most important thing to you mm -hmm. with the way that you conduct yourself. And then coming up with strategies to um, have a value proposition that makes you stand out from the rest. Yeah. So I heard all of that great. You've already given amazing mm -hmm. advice. But do you have yeah. any other advice or things that we could tell our audience? Oh gosh, you know, I, like I mentioned, I mean, just being authentic, you mm -hmm. have to show people your authentic self, because I think in this day and age, people want to have that genuine connection with people. Um, also, I ask when I'm standing in front of someone's door with their little gift or a pot by, I'll ask them, hey, you know, do you have family or friends? And if you don't ask, 
and if you don't tell them what you're doing, no one, they, they will never know. So, and I'm, I'm not the one that I don't, I'm not the person that likes to kind of toot my horn and, oh, I'm doing this and that, but you can say it in a way that's, you know, that they'll understand. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is how I heard what you said. Do you have any family or friends? Because if you don't, I'll be your friend. That's how I heard it. Not, do you have any family or friends who want to buy or sell? I'm I'll like, wow, you are you. really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take you out to lunch. Yeah. So um, that's really, that's helped me. And I think just... You know, and again, it doesn't being uh, doing the pot buys and the old fashioned things. Maybe it doesn't work for every agent, but maybe you know, sprinkle it in a little bit, and it will definitely bring that authentic I part think of the business. I think relationships are the main thing. I'm like, but I, you're a master connector. But it's like you know, and I I think that that is the best advice is build relationships and be intentional. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, mm-hmm. and you have to really map it out. I, I put it on my calendar, mm-hmm. you know, and that's... There you go. That's the advice. People think, and I don't know where they get this misconception, that just because you schedule it out and you plan it out and you map it out, that it's less authentic and genuine no. because you didn't just think of it. But actually, if, if you think about it, taking the time mm-hmm. to master a plan and to schedule it and to put it in your calendar is actually saying it's so important You're to me. important to me. Yeah, yeah. it's so yeah. important to me that I'm going to make sure there's time on my calendar to let you know that. Yeah, yeah, and we're all busy, especially being moms. We've got so much going on that you have to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Awesome. You have been such a delight on the show. Absolutely. So. Thank you. And so for fun. anybody listening, we got to talk about Flourish. Yes. Too. I'm so excited about that. Go. So excited. <laughs> so you guys, the November 4th and 5th, we are doing our second Flourish event. Last time there was a hundred amazing women that came. We had, um, we had amazing speakers on the first day that talked about business and leadership. The second day was Girl Educate Your Style short 10 to 12 minute talks um, and we're doing it November 4th and 5th like I said and um, we're doing goat yoga and we're doing hatchet throwing and hiking and, and spin cycling class and yeah so what, it's going to be a ton of fun yeah because we've added excursions this time because our biggest feedback was hey we want to spend more time together like the speakers are awesome we loved sitting there we had like a dinner but we want to spend more time together which was such a compliment because people flew in from all over the United States so they didn't even know each other necessarily yeah, because going back to what's the most important thing, relationships. relationships. That's so right. if you guys want to build relationships with other females in our industry, make sure you come. Even if you're not in Arizona, fly your butt out here. That's right. You've got plenty of notice, and we have discounts at hotels and everything. Yep. So hope to see you there. All right, guys. Thank you, TJ. You're welcome. Thank you both.